0: good morning everyone welcome to classroom 2.0 live we're so glad that you joined us today I'm Kim Case and I'm pleased to co-host today with Peggy George and Lorna Constantini. today we're going to be talking about student web radio broadcast and we have special guest Matt Montaigne today with students Sam and Natalie with the Gator Radio Experience Each week at the same time we gather to discuss the technology tools and issues. Our broadcast consists of a one-hour session that is recorded. The link to the full video, audio recording, and chat log will be posted to our Classroom 2.0 Live site at live.classroom20.com. The topic each week is posted on the Classroom 2.0 Live site so that you can be prepared with links, ideas, and tools that you'd like to share. A newbie question of
1: just my audio here, I don't know if Tim or she just lost your audio.
0: Sorry, I got disconnected. Let's try that again. Before we begin, I'd like to review some of the features that we will be using today in Illuminate. During today's session we will be using and asking simple questions. To cast your vote, we'll be using the check mark and the red X at the top window in the menu. You won't click or mark anything on the whiteboard at that time. Below the participant window is a hand with a green arrow on it. If you'd like to ask a question or share something, please raise your hand by clicking on that hand with the green arrow and you'll be given the ability to use your microphone to speak next to the hand are two emoticons the applause symbol and a thumbs down symbol in the far right is a blue door if you need to step away from your computer please click on the blue door and we'll know that you're not available at that time below those symbols is the chat window if you'd like to send a message to the room you would type your message and click the send button send a message to this room, make sure the word this room is visible, and if you'd like to send a message to a specific person or a moderator, you would use the drop down arrow to make your selection. Moderators are able to see all private messages throughout the session, so keep that in mind when sending messages. In the bottom left is the button to activate your microphone. Click the mic button to begin speaking and be sure to click the mic button when you're finished speaking to deactivate your microphone if you cannot see the chat whiteboard or you would like to resize the different windows you can change the session layout click on view in the top menu the layout is locked and you may need to click on the layout locked option to unlock this feature you can then select the desired layout as shown on the right or drag out the individual windows and resize them to fit your screen or your preferences. In a moment, we will be using the whiteboard tools to indicate our location. I apologize. I'm not sure why I keep losing my signal, but I'm back. And let's try this again. We offer closed captioning. Uh, features uh, with Tammy and if you uh, would let your friends know that are hearing impaired that we have that option, please let them know that they can um, attend our sessions and that they can access the closed captioning features by clicking the blue CC option in the toolbar. And then they'll be able to see the closed captioning text that Tammy is typing. And we thank Tammy for um, providing the closed captioning services um, for our hearing impaired guests. So thank you so much, Tammy. In a moment, we're going to be accessing um, and using the whiteboard tool, the laser pointer tool. The laser pointer tool is the blue wand with the red sunburst at the end. If everybody could please click on that laser pointer tool and then click their location on the whiteboard. Sometimes your little sunburst dial goes to the left. You may need to drag it over a little bit to the right to indicate your location on the map. and I'm seeing lots and lots of people throughout the United States, people in Canada, Europe, Asia, locations in the ocean. (laughs) But it's great that you've joined us today. And we really appreciate that you've taken time to join us today. And we're grateful that you're taking your Saturday or possibly Sunday, depending on where you are in the world, to join us. So thank you so much. Now we're going to move on to our polling questions. And if you recall, we're going to be responding with, um, by marking the green check in the very top menu and the red X in the top menu bar. And we won't be marking our answers in the um, on this slide. So if you could please respond now by answering with a green check or a red X, have you ever listened to a student create created radio show. And if you've ever listened to Matt's show, then you can answer with a green check. And if you've not listened to a student created radio show, then click the red X. And you'll click on those at the very top menu. And then I'll get the results in just a bit. And the results look like We have 37% of us have not listened to a student-created radio show, and 40% have listened to a student-created radio show. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and go on to the next question, which is, have you ever produced a radio show with students? Have you personally ever create, produced a radio show with students? If you have, click the green check. And if you have not, click the red X in the top menu bar. I'll give you just a bit more time to ring in, everyone. And then I'll go ahead and get the results. And it looks like 67% have not and 13% in the room have created and produced a radio show with students. Excellent. So hopefully by the end of the show, that number would uh, change. And we'll have the skills to do so. So let's go on to third poll question. Have you ever created an online interactive webcast either in audio or video? If you have created an online interactive webcast that was in audio or video format, please click the green check. If you have not created an online interactive webcast that cre- that was featuring audio or video, then click the red X. I'll give a bit more time and then we'll post the results. And 48% have not, and about 38% have. That's a pretty good majority that have and almost have them not. So by the end of the show we'll have some great tips on how to create web broadcasts and student web radio. And we have a really excellent guest today with students and I'm so excited and I'm going to Pass the baton to Lorna, who's going to introduce our special guest today and talk about what is Gator Radio and why would I want to create and broadcast a student radio show. Lorna, take it away.
1: Thanks very much, Kim. Thank you very much, Kim. I'm pretty excited here to be introducing our guest today. He's a very good friend of mine, and, and his history, I know that. Uh, He uh, has some great experiences and the Webcast Academy, I believe, is where Matt started all this. And again, we have to thank Jeff Lebo, who is the room for his direction and and his inspiration in creating these kinds of activities. And I'm really going to let uh, Matt explain the newbie question, but I just want to take a, a few minutes to give you some background on Matt for those of you who might not have met him before. Um, he graduated from the University of Wisconsin back in 1994. I mean, he's an old guy now, Matt. And uh, he's been part of the World Bridges community and uh, participating in a tremendous number of the EdTech Talk webcasts. And specifically, Matt and I are the co-hosts for the Parents as Partners webcast. He is currently at uh, Castilla School in Palo Alto, and he works with teachers and students in grade 6 and 12, and I think that's his venue today to talk about and introduce his students with us today. He's also been extremely involved in something called EarthCast. It's a 24-hour webcast, and I know that Matt's going to give you some more details on that you're going to have a great experience today because Dudley is, as Matt, a technical savvy person. He's a great teacher who's taken that technology just to another level with his creative abilities and and created the greater talk radio and the experience that goes with it. I want to thank you, Matt, for joining us and uh, turn the microphone over to you.
2: Okay, sure. Well, thanks for that uh, really nice introduction. Thanks so much to the entire Classroom 2.0 team, uh, everybody kind of in the
3: world in of education. So I think
2: it's just awesome and, and the Gator Radio experience is certainly happy. Participating today, so um, to tackle the newbie question of the week, what is Gator Radio and why would I want a student? Um, I'm just going to ask real quick, just thinking out loud, how do I advance these slides, Kim? Okay,
3: Matt,
1: go ahead. Top of the screen, Matt, see the forward and back arrows beside newbie question, just to the left? You see the forward and back arrows? Oh, yes. Okay, so just the middle ones one at a time. There you go.
2: Great. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So, you know what? I think, and well, we will tackle the newbie question early on in this presentation. Go ahead, I suppose, and, and get get right into. It. We'll attack. We'll deal with you know why, what is Gator Radio, and why would I do it at a radio show. But I think I have to do that in the in the context of exactly what I think Peggy asked the question. What's the difference between a webcast, a radio? Broadcast, and I would throw podcasts in there as well. There's a there's a lot in there, and I just want to I, I just want to start out by perhaps saying what's unique about what our students are doing at Castilea School. And so this is our this is our uh, Gator Radio logo. Early on, we started the Gator Radio experience this past fall, so the fall of 2008. That was our kind of had this idea and then our first broadcast was at the end of October. One of the early things we did in our broadcast was we had a competition for a logo. So we asked our listeners to participate in a logo competition. And well, we only got one logo submitted and we were very fortunate that our logo was really, really cute. So yes, somebody asked why the Gators we are the Castilea Gators. That is our that is our nickname. So this is the logo. This is our logo, and it was one of those fun little things that when we started this project, we had no idea the kinds of things that we could put into it and talk about. And this this kind of little logo competition was a was a fun thing for us. I um, just wanted to briefly mention this project has led to all sorts of different opportunities for our students and. I actually presented uh, down at NCSS, the National Social Studies Teachers Conference in Houston, uh, this past fall, fall of 2008. And I was able to bring a couple of our Gator Radio students into that presentation to speak with the attendees of that session. And this is a screenshot of two of our Gator Radio Experience uh, te- team members participating and sharing about the Gator Radio Experience and how it connects to uh, world culture studies of uh, modern world world cultures and that sort of thing. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But we've also been fortunate enough to participate just a couple weeks ago with EdTech Talks, Teachers Teaching Teachers, and uh, we had uh, several students from the Gator Radio Experience talking with Paul Allison students from his school out in New York City who are thinking about doing a live radio show as well. So it was a fun uh it was certainly fun to participate in teachers teaching teachers. And again, we're we're happy to be here on Classroom 2.0 Live now to uh Jeff Lebo calls this our our uh, end-of-the-year tour. So uh so we're happy to be here on Classroom 2.0 live to talk about what what the Gator Radio experience is all about. What is live interactive student webcasting? What does it mean? Um so our first, the date that was is really important for us is this date right here, Wednesday, October 29, 2008. It was our very first broadcast. Um, we had several meetings leading up to this broadcast, but this was when the project actually started. And since that very first broadcast, we've had 16 more. I think we've had a total of 17 live broadcasts, most of which are actually archived in the form of podcasts over at our website, which is in the share tabs. I want to differentiate, and I think this deals. This leads to Peggy's question to a certain degree, and just so everybody knows, I want to get to the real interesting guest here in a moment, and that's Sam. She's waiting patiently in the chat room and um, at home on her computer listening in, but I just want to kind of lay the, you know, to explain a little bit more about what the project's all about. So this is actually live broadcasting, so our students get together and they connect and we broadcast live. We'll talk about the mechanics of that in a moment, Uh, but I wanted to differentiate between live broadcasting, kind of like what we're doing here in Illuminate right now, and podcasting. So podcasting, there are many wonderful podcasts out there with really high production quality coming from people of all ages, young to old. Um, Perhaps, if you listen to our podcast, you might be critical of the production quality. Just know that we do very little post-production work and that we are actually producing our our shows live and we're recording those and then posting those up. Uh, Some of the post-production, kind of cleaning up the audio is something that's on our to-do list for the future, Um, so down the road we hope to perhaps clean up our audio files a, a little better so the podcasts are a little tighter but again just wanted to differentiate this is what we do is actually live We're on-air live uh, broadcasting um, and these are some of the tools we use. We use a variety of, uh, of low and uh, either low or no-cost tools which, which is I think important for our mission. We, the Gator Radio Experience, uh, while the pr- if you listen to it, you might think we have a, a large budget, <laughs> but we don't. We don't actually have a budget at all. Um, we use Skype, and oftentimes we use Skype out, so it's important that the producer has Skype minutes in, in his or her account so they can, so we can Skype out to cell phones and landlines and that sort of thing, but that's one of the few costs. Uh, we'll talk quite a bit about these various tools through, through this presentation, but um, Google Docs is a key collaboration space for the students that work on this project. It's where we do the script and we have a couple screenshots later on in this presentation of the script that we use to build up our our um, our shows uh, so um, a lot of these tools are going to be are are quite familiar. We keep our podcasts and 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 show notes and blog over at blogger we If you go to iTunes and you do a search for Gator Radio experience, you'll see our um, collection of podcasts and We have a Facebook group as well, although I think we accidentally set the Facebook group up so it was only open to Castilea students, so we're working on these things. And we have a Twitter account too, which is getting a little more traction and a little more, a few more followers, and you can follow us at at twitter.com slash gator underscore radio and um, some of these other tools as well. But all the tools aside, we certainly want to be here talking with you on Classroom 2.0 about this student internet radio project. If it were not for the the, the community of people over at World Bridges uh, we, we just simply wouldn't be here. I would have no idea how to quote unquote webcast using free and low, uh, low and no cost tools. Uh, the folks at World Bridges have done an unbelievable job of modeling uh, some techniques and possibilities and um, Providing some fairly bulletproof uh, uh, systems to use, you know, we're using two or three or four different uh, software platforms, whether they're web-based or installed on your computer, and trying to get those to play well together can be tricky. And the folks over at World Bridges have really kind of come up with some some fairly decent best practices, but at the same time. Um, constantly exploring new and emerging techniques as well. And the Webcast Academy is where you can actually go to learn about these kinds of techniques. And if you're interested in low and no cost webcasting, I highly recommend. We'll talk a little bit about the Webcast Academy in, in a bit. And of course um, EdTech Talk is is just another one of the places we, we've tried to emulate some of the good work that we've seen from the various shows over at EdTech Talk. So what is our show? Um, it is um, mostly uh, uh, opinion and editorial. Um, so this, this is done mostly because our students are extraordinarily busy. We don't have a whole lot of time to do research on various topics. I wish we did. So, so what we do right now is we talk about the, th- the things that our kids have a lot of experience with. And I have to say, they have a ton of experience with a lot of different things. They just blow me away every time they do a production. So we start out usually with an uh, intro. We have interviews. We try to find somebody in some corner of the world that is willing to talk to us about something that they're passionate about. And through those interviews, we've gotten into a variety of wonderful cultural exchanges and that sort of thing where students have been exposed to people um, in different situations, from different cultures, with different points of views, and different takes on things. And I think that's really healthy for our students um, to to get that perspective, to be able to get out of, um, we're in Palo Alto, California, so to kind of get out of our Palo Alto bubble, they also learn how to ask ask questions and follow-up questions in interviews. I know for those of you in the chat room, and we have quite a few of you uh, who do webcasting, you know what I'm talking about here. When you're in a conversation where you can't see the person, you can't see their body language and that sort of thing, can, oftentimes it can be very, very difficult to kind of maintain the flow of a conversation, and our and our girls on this project are really doing a nice job of, of, uh, main, of Moderating some pretty fantastic interviews. They also love to do reviews, so they talk about the things that uh, movies, music, um, books, uh, technology. We've reviewed a lot of different things on the show, and we'll talk about some of some of the show topics in a moment. We have a little uh, outro uh, segment, too. So that's one of our regular kind of segments. It's just wrapping up the show. And then usually what we do, just like a lot of the EdTech talk shows, um, have post shows, we have a fun little post show where we kind of stick around for uh, sometimes it's up to a half an hour, actually, where we stick around and we kind of summarize our show and that sort of thing. Um, I mentioned interviews earlier, and then we have a music segment. And we're going to be talking with Sam Cecil, who's a Gator Radio experienced team member, and she's our, our music expert. Really, I mean, it's mean, unbelievable. Her, her knowledge uh, and skill, er, her knowledge and skills in the area of, of music and modern music distribution, and that sort of thing, and you'll be hearing from her momentarily. Uh, so, I just wanted to point out this is the are some of the tools that we use. This is the collaborative. Uh, The back end of the collaborative script, so you're getting kind of the uh, you're getting into the inner workings of the Gator Radio experience. So for all of all of you who took the time to join us in Classroom 2.0, you kind of get to take a a look inside of the Gator Radio experience, so to speak. So this is our script, Um, and we just have the script that's out there. I should point out too. I think you know I'm going to jump around here as only I can do. before, I'll, I'll come back to the script, I wanted to talk about how the show is actually conducted. So if these little blue uh, heads and headsets and mics represent the various webcasters, um, we all connect from our homes via Skype. So we'll typically have four to five students on the Skype conference call, and of course I'll be on the Skype conference call as well. And then perhaps this person at the aquarium in this slide with the cell phone represents a remote participant. So this this person would be, say, at an aquarium having a conversation or could be anywhere having a conversation uh, with us. And so we take that entire Skype conversation, which probably many of you have been on, group Skype conversations, and then we route it out here to the right. You'll see the little logo for the Webcast Academy and there's an arrow pointing out to the right. We also take audio from my computer because I'm kind of the, I do the quote unquote webcasting or the streaming. So Sam, who you're going to be hearing from in a moment, puts together this wonderful playlist to me and gets the MP3 files to me, usually about 10 minutes before the show. No, I'm kidding. Sam's really on the ball. and She has, has the files to me well before the show. She's extremely organized. And then uh, we're able to route that audio into the uh, stream. And if I go to the next slide, you're going to see the interface that we actually use. And we do have a lot of Jeff Lebo called them Gatorheads. We have a lot of Gatorheads in the audience today: Durf, Peggy, Kim, uh, Jeff. Uh, uh, I'm sure I'm leaving Sheila. A bunch of folks that have really been supportive uh, in the educational technology community of this project. So this is the interface that we use. Uh, it's Ustream. I'm sure many of you have been in Ustream. We lightly password protect this this channel, so so as to keep the trolls out, so to speak. And uh, we haven't had any problems with people getting into this that shouldn't, that aren't interested in being there or, or shouldn't be be here. So, so we take all, we take that Skype call, we take the music from our music segment, and then we route it into this UStream interface where we have a ch- uh, a rich chat room with some chat that's related to our conversation and some that isn't, and with people who are. Uh, t- eight years old, I guess in some cases, all the way up to, I don't know how old, but uh, younger people and older people and and people from our school and people from across the U.S. and around the world uh, listening in live, uh, uh, just like we have now here at the uh, Classroom 2.0 Illuminate Room. I want to point out, too, that everybody, all of our students are at home when we broadcast. We typically broadcast at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time or 8 p.m. Pacific time. So we'll usually have about, like I mentioned earlier, three to five students on the broadcast connecting via Skype. When Sam connects with us, we usually bring Sam in via the via cell phone, just because it's an easier way for her to connect. But we're all at home. And I think this is really key. It allows us to connect with uh, regions of the world that we kind of connect with during the school day. So one a couple of the different uh, places that we've been fortunate enough to connect with, and we'll talk about these later, uh, we connected with uh, Jenny Lucas uh, and oh, uh, Amanda Ritter and Jess McCullough students in Australia uh, right as the uh, Australian bushfires were going on. And I'm sorry for the backpack blower in the background, but this welcome to the world of live uh, webcasting. Um, so. So we're at home, you know, 8 o'clock at night and this gives us the the opportunity, again, the opportunity to connect with people we wouldn't have the opportunity normally to connect with. This is another key feature of the Gator Radio experience. And perhaps some of you in the chat room get a little nervous or worried about this or maybe less so people in the chat room, but people who aren't in the chat room and who aren't listening to the show get concerned about this. We have no face-to-face meetings for this project. All of our meetings happen via Skype. So yes, we have two live broadcasts each month. But in between those live broadcasts, we typically have one or two planning meetings. So these planning meetings are done via Skype. And as a matter of fact, it's gotten to the point where it doesn't bother me if somebody doesn't show up for a planning meeting. It's whoever's available for a planning meeting can show up for the planning meeting. We can kind of talk about some ideas for the upcoming show. Otherwise, we drop some emails uh, to one another and we always have access to the asynchronous planning space, our Google Docs. So there are no face-to-face meetings. I don't do that just because we don't want to have face-to-face meetings, and I'm anti-face-to-face meetings. I mean, there's plenty of times in the hallways where I see students and it'll be like, oh yeah, we got Gator Radio coming up this this week, Sam, do you have the music ready? Oh yeah, Mr. Montaigne, sure, I have the music ready. But it's mostly done because our students are extraordinarily busy, and (laughs) and truthfully, I don't know how effective uh, adding another face-to-face meeting for our students uh, and for myself. Uh, would be. So it, it just seems to, to work for us. So um, we do have a parental per, uh, participation agreement and I think we put that in the share tabs. We have uh, uh, early in this project, uh, you know, we had concern about students broadcasting live on, on the Internet. I didn't have those concerns, but everybody we could imagine the concerns that people can think of and that sort of thing so we had a uh, we had a pretty eh, maybe you could think of it as a scary uh, agreement and i thought it kind of was a, a a little bit scary the language was was pretty oh, I don't know, harsh, but so what I did was I called each one of the parents before this uh, parental participation agreement went home and just said, hey, look, you're going to be getting this scary looking agreement, Uh, just wanted to want to introduce myself, here's what we're thinking about doing, and every single parent who I talked to thought it was a great idea. And they were, sure, my daughter can participate. We'd love for her to be participating in a live radio show. That sounds like a wonderful project. So the parents have been unbelievably supportive of it. Somebody asked how many students are in this project. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a very linear presenter at all, so I'm going to jump all over the place. We, have, we, we started out with about 12, and now we're down to about eight. And this is done. It's a club. I guess you could call it a student club. And I'm, a, I'm the school's instructional technology coordinator I'm not, not a classroom teacher. So it's a club. This is a club for high school students uh, aged, uh, age, ages 13 through 18. And uh, anybody can participate in this at our school. So um, I, I definitely see that this would have application for a classroom teacher but i would i would strong i think it's a wonderful thing for an administrator to do at a school or an instructional technology specialist to do at a school or a learning coordinator or somebody like that who is looking to kind of directly engage with students it's just it's a wonderful model of learning i think uh for for your particular uh community and it's so many times. During our conversations, we're having deep conversations at our school about what it means to teach and learn in kind of this knowledge age and in the knowledge economy. And and I find we're constantly referring to the good work that our students are doing on Gator Radio as an example of what we can do now with technology and uh, in in kind of this uh, new learning landscape that we find ourselves in. I, I, I mentioned earlier that we, um, route our audio out from the Skype conversation to our YouTube stream channel, and we use a technique that's uh, been developed at the Webcast Academy. I'm not going to get into actually how the streaming's done, because it took it took me probably well actually it's still taking me time to learn this quite honestly. But there are a series of six assignments over at the Webcast Academy, and actually Jeff Lebo's in the chat. Darrell uh, Garrison was one of my mentors and in quote-unquote instructors for, for, the, for the session that I went through, but there's a series of six assignments that you can actually do on your own that will, um, and you can go and register and enroll right now at the Webcast Academy, and you start out by uh, simply recording audio on your computer and posting it online, and then you finish with uh, with the skills to uh, moderate and host a live interactive webcast using the techniques uh, that they describe. So uh, why radio, boy, I've got a, why radio, Um, it's exciting. Uh, Why live radio, This should say, it's exciting, it's kind of like why. Why do actors from uh, movie Hollywood go out to New York and participate in Broadway? There's something about the live format that's really exciting. It's real world. I think our students are doing real work when they, when they produce these shows. These shows endure. They're out there. People can listen to them um I, I think they have uh have an impact and I, I think it's real work um it's multidisciplinary is this social studies is this um science is this who knows what it is it's just real world it's multidisciplinary um which which uh, which i think uh, you know it's which i think is fantastic Everybody can participate. So if if I could get a hundred students in in the Gator Radio experience to join the the group, there would be a role for everybody. Not everybody wants to moderate live conversations, but people might want to participate in the uh, post-production audio engineering or cleaning up the audio or whatever. There's so many different ways to participate. Everybody truly can participate. Um, it's really based on student interest. So we talk about the things that matter to students, so it really becomes something that they're passionate about. Um, And it's a way for us, it's a way for our students to quote-unquote connect with the world, and we really are connecting with the world. Here's an example of some of the shows we've done in the past. We did a, uh, back in the fall, of course, with the uh, exciting U.S. presidential election, we did a preview show. We did a post-election show the night after uh, the historic election. We actually talked to somebody who our students moderated a conversation with somebody in Chicago. Actually, Vinny Vrotney, many of you know Vinny. Uh, we talked to Vinnie, who was actually at Grant Park when Barack Obama and Michelle Obama came on stage and kind of accepted that they had won the this historic election. That was awesome. Did a great talk last fall. Our girls kind of did this quote-unquote MySpace versus Facebook and all things social media. That was an awesome session kind of to get the student perspective on uh, uh, new uh, emerging trends in social, te- social technology. Um, Of course, the the really sad tragedy that took place in Mumbai last year, uh, we actually had two of my friends from Milwaukee who are um, uh, Indian Americans who spoke to us about their perspectives on the Mumbai tragedy, one being very conservative and one being very liberal, and they both have very different perspectives on the uh, Pakistani-Indian relations. And that was a fascinating conversation and chat, and during that same show we also spoke with somebody, with a good friend of uh, my wife's, uh, Bryn Thomas, who's involved in a project out here in the Bay Area called Blue Planet Run. She ran around the world with this organization to raise awareness uh, for global water issues. Their organization believes that water will become the next oil. And and they and we were able to talk to her. We did a 2008 year in review show. Again, these are just some possibilities. These are the shows that we did. And hopefully, if you're thinking about some sort of live radio show, it gives you ideas. We, uh, Myanmar Reflections. We had a student over at uh, winter break go to um, Myanmar. And she came back and shared her photos and talked about all the things that she learned on that wonderful trip. Uh, we did a US inauguration excitement show. So. After the inauguration, actually the night of the inauguration, you know, all of the, uh, you know, many schools here in the U.S. were, you know, glued to, you know, watching. Perhaps uh, had assemblies, and we all watched the, the inauguration and the excitement. So that night, we actually had a Gator Radio Experience broadcast. And we spoke to a woman who was on the steps of the Capitol who was there and watched in person Barack Obama being sworn in as the President of the united states she's a in her sixties she 's an african American woman, and i 'll tell you what to hear her perspective on what that meant to her um, she didn't think she would ever see this day, and there she there she was on the Gator radio experience, having this wonderful Rich conversation with with uh, with our students about what it meant to her and how she had the kinds of things she saw in the '60s with JFK and and Martin Luther King and and Bobby Kennedy being assassinated and she didn't think she'd ever kind of see this day so uh, she shared uh, what that meant to to her with our girls and then of course she also shared. Uh, hey, wasn't Michelle Obama's, or what girls, what'd you think about Michelle Obama's ballroom gown? And so the girls had a uh, fun, light conversation. Some liked Michelle Obama's gown. Some didn't. And I didn't really have an opinion because like any other male, I really didn't notice her gown. So we also did an EarthCast 09 prep show where we had uh, EdTech Talk community member and Puentes al Mundo member and World Bridges member Jose Rodriguez come on the show. Jose's kind of an expert webcaster, and he came on the show, and this was probably in uh, January or early February, to talk to our girls about EarthCast 09, and if any of you uh, will talk a little bit about EarthCast. EarthCast was this 24-hour webcast-a-thon which took took place on, which for the past two Earth Days, it took place and um, so Jose participated in EarthCast 08 and so came on Gator Radio in February and kind of told the girls about what they could expect and gave them some ideas in preparation for that. I mentioned earlier that we talked with students and teachers in Victoria, Australia about the tragic bushfires that took place there and what happened here is of course we have bushfires in California. So, um all all of a sudden it turned into this wonderful exchange where students or where people on both ends of the call here in the Bay Area of California and in Australia, I think we're able to gain a greater kind of level of empathy for one another. You know, we have uh we have seasonal fires and actually fires now that are out of season and that are most likely caused by some of the climate issues we're dealing with. So our students were able to share their experience and compare and contrast those to the, the tragedy that took place in, in uh, Australia. Um, of course, Earthcast 2009, our Gator Radio Experience team took three hours of Earthcast 2009. Uh, talk, we actually talked to um, uh, six-year-olds about their um, website that they're developing. It's called the Earth... Earth the Savers Club for Kids. We talked to a gentleman in Madison, Wisconsin about eating locally and sustainable food systems. And we also talked to somebody who introduced Barack Obama about two or three weeks before Earth Day at a clean tech press conference in Washington, D.C. We actually talked to this guy. You know, It was so cool that our girls had the opportunity to do that. So this is who we've talked to as of May 25, 2009. You can see little dots there uh, in the U.S. You can see a dot in Tokyo. You can see a dot in Australia. You can see a dot in northern Argentina, in Jujuy, Argentina. And of course, we talked to girls during EarthCast 09 in Shanghai, at Shanghai number three girls school. That was a fantastic uh, talk as well. We actually talked to a gentleman in in, uh, in Holland. And we talked to a group of students in Italy. But this is what it could look like. The possibilities here are endless. We could talk to anybody in the world who's willing to talk to us. And I think that's pretty cool. This is what hopefully in. Fifty years when I'm still doing the Gator radio experience, the map will look like that. um i'm gonna I'm gonna speed ahead here because I have somebody that's a lot more interesting than me who I think we need to talk to right now. And we're gonna talk to Sam uh, Cecil, our music expert, Sam. If you want to come on the show and introduce yourself, you'll see a screenshot here of many of the different bands that Sam has linked up with. Hey, Sam. Hi. Can you all hear me? We can hear you great. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your role in Gator Radio and exactly kind of uh, what you do as far as the music segment goes?
4: Sure. Um, so you can see the slide. This is a majority of bands that we've put on the show. And I have a little bit of a different experience than um, the other people who are involved in Gator Radio because, as Mr. Montaigne said, this show is really based around what our interests are. And I'm very interested in music and -and up-and-coming bands and kind of how the whole independent music scene works. So um, my role with the show is that I get uh, bands who we can play their music on the show. And normally, playing music on the show is kind of a problem because you have to navigate around the copyright laws and it just becomes a really big hassle. But when you choose independent bands to feature, they haven't... <clears throat> sorry, they haven't been signed to a record label yet and they don't have as many um, sort of promotional copyright ties and they're really just trying to get their music out and have people hear them. So from a band's point of view, it's a great thing for us to ask to play their music because we're just promoting them. And for us, it's great because we don't have to pay them anything and, you know, then we have music to play. So, um Mr. Montane, is there anything else that I should, any direction I should really go with the music here? Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. do you want to Do you want to um, talk about some, so how do you, uh, what about the copyright issues and that sort of thing? This is something we talked about early on. Um, a lot of the students wanted to play, like, I don't know, Coldplay songs. Yeah. You know, I wanted to
3: play a lot,
2: I wanted to play a lot of songs from, like, 1981, but none of you seem to be too interested <laughs> in that. But you want to talk about the copyright a little bit and and uh, how you kind of seek their their um, permission how you kind of network with these bands and then will you speak a little sure. bit to the fee- the feedback that you're getting from these bands?
4: Sure, sure. Um, so copyright laws are they seem really scary, but in actuality if you uh, I mean as long as you don't get in too big of trouble they're pretty easy to understand um, the reason we can't play music on shows is because of, you know, the broad term copyright laws. Music is signed to the record label and people have to pay to use it. It stops being so much of the artist's work and it becomes the label who signed them, who's getting them their paychecks, who's putting them on tour, who's getting them, you know, plays on big radio stations like, you know, any sort of radio station that you would listen to. Um, That's a problem, because we have to we would have to pay them a royalty to use their music. And like we mentioned, we don't have any sort of a budget. So the way we get music is we oh, I find independent bands who are both local and uh, not local. Uh, we featured people from New York City, from Redwood City. That was punch Face, i shout out to them in the chat. Really like that band. Um, we featured bands from, I think, like Michigan, uh all just really all over the United States. And these bands are they're just starting out. So the way a band I'm gonna assume that a lot of you guys aren't in bands and aren't really familiar with how this works, but when you start a band, they uh you know, no one really knows who you are. But in this social networking scene. Uh, Bands get Facebook, they get MySpaces, they get BuzzNet, I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, or a pure volume. These are all just ways to have their music shown. And uh, I just find them. Um, I have a magazine that I read called Alternative Press Magazine that features small bands every month that I make sure to check out. Um, I have accounts on all these social networking sites. And I have friends who are friends of bands who are, I have friends who are in bands and who are friends with other bands and so it's just kind of this spiderweb network of who knows who in the music scene and um I've been kind of researching bands for two or three years now and um when I I was really thrilled to be part of Gator Radio because I can actually put this talent to good use and um so the way I get these bands is I usually just I'll send them a message on MySpace or I'll email their you know them or their promotion person, and I'll say you know hey I'm Sam C so I'm with Gator Radio, and we were wondering if we can play your music, and usually the bands are small enough that they don't have uh, any sort of they don't have uh, a record label that has too many ties on them. They're still in charge of their own music. The music rights belong to the artists, not the actual record label. So, they'll say, yeah, like, I've only ever once gotten turned down, and that's because the band was, they were about to go on tour, and like, they just released a new CD, and they were kind of frazzled, and they were going to be playing on other radio shows, and they, their promotion person was telling them, you know, let me handle all this. So, they didn't totally know what to do, so I ended up going with another band. But, for the most part, um, the band say, yeah, we'd love to be featured. They want to have their music played for people like you guys to hear, and uh you know, they just want to be heard. So it's a win-win situation. I get their music. We either stream it from MySpace or sometimes I actually have the band CDs or demos. And um, the way we we play it on the show is I upload it to a page on Noodle where Mr. Montaigne can access it. And uh, then that's how we play it during the show. I write the script that we all collaborate on. I know Mr. Montaigne mentioned that that's one of the ways that we meet since we don't have any face-to-face meetings. We all collaborate on this Google Docs script. And I'll, I make sure to write a little blurb about, you know, how cool the band is and why you should go buy their music and then little in-between sections for um, introducing the next song and talking a little about where you can find their music, where they're from, where they've been featured, um just stuff like that and as in terms of feedback from bands they usually really like to be featured um, I know my parents were not entirely thrilled when I started talking to you know band guys and knowing people through social networking and things but I go to a lot of shows uh, like rock concerts I was actually at one last night which is why I didn't totally get a lot of sleep but um, these bands are really nice people and they really want their music to be featured and when you're approached out of the blue from someone in Northern California being like, I would like to play your music and to have people know who you are so that they can buy you money. That's what they hear when I ask them uh, to be on the show. So I've gotten all sorts of thank yous. I've gotten really nice, heartfelt emails. Um, I got backstage passes to one of the first bands we featured, We Shot the Moon. Um, That's kind of a weird band name, but they came to play near my town and they knew who I was. And they're like, oh, yeah, come hang out backstage with us, you know. They were they were really nice about it and they were really thrilled that I had put them on the show. Um, probably one of the coolest ones, Mr. Montaigne really liked this, is I featured a band called Brave Citizens who are on this little slide. I actually just saw them again live last night. Fun fact, they got better since last time I'd seen them live. And um, they had just released a new CD. And because I put them on the show, they sent me their a deluxe version of their new EP. It hadn't been released yet; it was one day early. They sent it to me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, thanks for putting us on the show. Here's a free copy." And so I was excited that I got a lot of free stuff. And yeah, are there any other questions from the chat that I should be answering, Mr. Montaigne?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Uh, while we're while I'll pull a question out of the chat room. Um, which one of these bands do you think might have, you know, people like me who are 60,
4: sorry, your audio is talking. Of, I can't hear you.
2: Oh, I was just asking kind of a silly question. There are people <laughs> like myself who are like 60. Which one of these bands would you start a, as- wait, I, I can't hear
4: anything which one of what's your question which one of these bands I would start you off listening to whoa there go with that question, Sam. Okay.
0: Sam
2: Yes, sorry, Sam sorry, you don
1: know what to listen to.
2: You yeah, can I, was all hear a- me? I was just asking kind of a, I was asking a silly question. Which one of these bands yeah, you think would,
4: would be recommendations for, <laughs> for you guys? Uh, well, I put Cloud Colt as a band that I put on the show for the Earthcast, 2009, and uh, I personally, just gonna be honest, I didn't really like their music that much. But they were a really green band. They've done a lot uh, to help the environment, and they're pioneering in the whole green music scene. So I put them on the band, and we got a lot of feedback. Basically, everyone except for me seemed to love them. So uh, you guys can check out Cloud Cult, I guess. Uh, Mr. Montaigne really liked that. Um, Other bands that I would recommend, The Ruse, is on this little slide. They are really good. Um, I sincerely like them. Um, Let's see. Someone mentioned Punch Bass before. They're a little harder rock. I don't know if you guys like a little punk edge in your music, but um, Punchbase uh is friends with my brother, and so I know them. I got to go backstage and interview them and uh, really talk to them. They're really nice guys. Uh, Brave Citizens, always a good choice. Cloud Cole is on here. Um, other than that, Sam, yeah, just look at the slide.
2: Say it again. Sam, uh, uh, Daryl in the chat room asked a really good question, and I think it leads to think about a lot on, oh shoot, my audio keeps cutting out. That's okay. Sam, can you hear me? Ah, crap. Uh
4: Yeah, for the most part.
2: Okay, well, Daryl asked a question, what different kinds of music do you seek out? We talk a lot about our audience for Gator broadcast for? Do we just want to broadcast for our school community? Do we want to uh, broadcast for our local want to broadcast for the world? We try to be not, we try to be, um, to go beyond the boundaries of our schools. So, um, and I know that's something you think about.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to cut in here. We're getting close to the hour. In fact we only have a couple of minutes left. And, uh, you may have some closing thoughts. I know I want to thank uh, and you for yourself for being a participant today a really excellent presentation. You know, I keep on learning more things from you, Matt. I'm glad you're my friend because <laughs> you have so much to offer, and the fact that you've inspired someone like scam Sam to take off with this is just really, really exciting. But do you have some final words before we turn it over to uh, Kim to finish up?
2: Well, I just want to uh thank everybody for listening in today, hopefully the scattered presentation live student webcasting is all about. I want to thank Sam for coming on today to share her last official day of class.
3: So thank you Sam for your knowledge about kind of the, the So, no, just, just thanks, thanks to the Classroom 2.0 team.
1: Okay, thanks very much, Matt. Um, I am going to turn it over now to Kim. She has some, some uh, advertising. Great. Uh, more events to participate. Go ahead, Kim. Thanks, Lorna. And thank you,
0: Matt and Sam. Um, and thank you, everybody. Um, A few announcements before we uh, proceed to our survey. Steve Hargadon, our founder, has um, created the future of education, another mean community. And next week there will be some more uh, interview sessions on Wednesday, June the 3rd at 7 p.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific, Um, a session on virtual schools, models that really work with Liz Pape and John Watson will be a session hosted by Chris Walsh. Steve will be interviewing them and a session on June the 3rd on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Another interview session about student participation in building the learning environment. So join Steve Hargadon for those two sessions on Wednesday. On June the 4th, Thursday Steve will be interviewing Maya Frost on the new Global Student. And as part of the PBS Summer Series, uh, Steve will be interviewing Bob Sprinkle, Alice Barb, and Cheryl Oakes about summertime and the PLN, the Professional Learning Network, part of uh, the extension of the EdTech Talk group that Matt is part of as well as where we kind of all got our start, Peggy and I and Lorna and Matt. So that would be a great extension for you to join next week. Also, Classroom 2.0 Live, the beginner series, part three of the Go Wild with Wikispaces, will have um, our next session on June the 10th, that Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Thursday at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. So join for the last part of the Go Wild with Wiki Spaces session. And that's a great session. So please join Sue at that time. And on June the 6th, next week, next Saturday, we're going to have Lisa Thuman for um, Google Search Tips. And what can you do with Google Search besides basic keyword searches? And this is going to be a fantastic session. Um, And things that you just were not aware of, and ways to do fantastic Google searches. And um, it's amazing the things that you can do and the new things, the new tools that are coming out. Um, So be sure to join us next week. And I'm sure there'll be things that you weren't aware of, and ways to do searches that you um, will be surprised. So please join us next Saturday um, for Google search tips with Lisa Thunlin. And I'd like to extend a very special thanks to Matt Montaigne and the Gator Radio show host, Sam. And we were hoping that Naomi could join us today. And Steve Hardabot, who's our founder of Classroom2.0.com and the future of education.com. And thank you so much to everybody who joined today and participated in our show live, as well as those who are listening to the podcast or the recorded video. And especially to Eliminate for providing this forum for us to meet each and every week, we thank you for everybody who have participated um, live and virtually. And we um, have a survey. And that's also in our share tabs. And I'm going to go ahead and put our share tabs link in the chat, as well as I'm going to post the uh, share tabs in the session, as well as in the chat. And then I'm going to also post the survey link. So, the, and please give us feedback. And there's also a place in there to give feedback to illuminate, but we also appreciate you giving feedback to us on the sessions and the information that was in the session today we greatly appreciate you doing that and if you find the session helpful so please take a moment to give us feedback that is greatly appreciated and please make sure that you join us next week for Lisa Berman and Google Search Tips, and thanks again, Matt and Sam, for joining us today. And uh, we hope to see you next Saturday for Google Search Tips. And so, have a great day, everybody, or a great evening, or a great afternoon, whatever time zone it is. Take care, and thanks again. Bye bye.